0: Hi, my name's Leon Towers, um, world-renowned canine
1: expert. Yeah, and we're going to be talking about dog's mess. Um, when when I was telling people, yeah, we're going to be talking about dog's mess on the radio. Uh, because, <laughs> really? Okay, you get all the fun jobs, John, uh, was <laughs> someone said to me. But it is something we know that has been a, a, a long-term issue out there. Uh, but you're here to tell us about specifically how it's an issue for grassroots rugby clubs. So I wonder if you could tell us a bit about yeah, how it's impacting those clubs.
0: Yeah, so um, recent research that's been done um, uh, 147 rugby um, clubs across just Wales alone um, were involved in this. And six out of seven of grassroots rugby clubs and players uh, have an issue with dog fouling, having to pick it up before the game, during training, or just in general on a day to day basis of running the clubs, which is a massive
1: amount. Yeah. I'm thinking about these clubs, you know, this is grassroots level. Um, so, you know, there's no big budgets like you may find yeah. in the national games and things. So anything that, you know, impacts the club, uh, the amount of time players have on the pitch. And also the cost, I suppose, as well. And the, the impact on the actual club and the pitch itself of having dogs mess.
0: Exactly. Because, you know, to, to secure a fence around these clubs, like you said, some of them don't have a big budget. Um, And when you think what good it's bringing to the community and Mm. um, to children, teenagers, adults, bringing the community together, they don't have the funds to build seven foot high fences to stop dogs coming and going across the fields. And, you know, they're good enough to allow dogs to be going across the fields. You know, they've not they've not banned it. Um, But that is what's going to happen because of because of the high percentages.
1: Yeah, of course, I mean, obviously, I don't want to ban it, but if it's going to continue, you know, it's not going to be sustainable. Um, no. so, yeah, I mean, I'm just reading, as it Portbury, uh, or bury Port, RFC in Cambridgeshire £35,000 on getting fencing put in. I mean, that that, that that's... It's ridiculous. Crazy. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. And also, um, I think
0: the problem is, um, people see it as the percentage is one in five dog owners don't pick yeah. up the dog mess, which doesn't sound very high, However, if you put it into perspective, there's over eleven million dog pet owners um, since February 2020. That is a huge, huge amount.
1: Yeah, so that's the issue. Um, how how do we deal with it? I mean, dogs fouling in general, a long term issue. Um, fining is something, but I mean, very few people are actually you know getting fined for this. So,
0: not one um, percent of dog owners have been fined, which is a tiny amount. And you know. It's a bit of a blame thing because um, the public will say, "Well, there should be doing more about it. There should be policing it." But again, if there's, it would cost millions to police something like that. You know, you'd have to, you'd have to have a dog warden or a police officer on every single field, um, and forest walk and beach. And that money could be spent on the community, uh, bringing the community closer
1: together. So this is about, I suppose, dog owners being responsible and respecting their community. I mean, you know, they love having the fields to walk in, but it's about just being realistic, sensible. And uh, I mean, what advice would you give to dog owners? Because obviously, you know,
0: what I would say is every dog owner should really know the dog's bowel movement. It's like when you have children, you kind of you kind of know when they need the toilet, what times they need the toilet. It has like a pattern um and if you're letting your dog off the lead to go to the toilet that's irresponsible to start with because they should be on the lead until they've done the toilet in and then let them off the lead so they can run across the field it's impossible for anybody to say they would be able to see if their dog fouled if they're at one end of the field and the dog ran to the other end of the field it would be absolutely impossible
1: yeah absolutely so yeah that's one side of it and um I mean, you come up with a list. Uh, I mean, poo bags is the obviously. Make sure you've got them with you.
0: Yeah, make sure you've got poo bags with you. Put it in all of your dog walking clothes, your bags, your jockey bottoms, whatever. Just stuff a, stuff a handful in all of the clothes so that you're never caught short. Mm. If you are caught short, then ask somebody for help. Yeah. You know, um, 20%, I think it is, um, would confront somebody about it if they saw the dog fouling and they didn't pick it up. It shouldn't be seen as confrontation. You know, we need to work together on this. Again, we talk about community-based things. We should work as a community together. And rather than seeing it as a confrontation, if you see somebody's dog messing and the owner doesn't pick it up, just shout to them, oh, I've got a poo back here if you'd like one. You know,
1: don't make it confrontational. Yeah, and that's a really good way of looking at it because obviously, you know, the idea of going up to someone saying, you know, oh yeah, I mean, that's you're gonna worry about their reaction, you're gonna worry about Exactly
0: and that's what stops people doing it. Yeah. So I would urge people to just stop seeing it as a confrontation. Don't yeah. judge the person by it and cause create like a drama out of it, because that way we can work closer together and yeah. people will be more likely to speak up if they see somebody's dog fouling.
1: Yes, I like that way of thinking. That is brilliant. Do you think, on the whole, then the dog community, the community fellow dog walkers, they're happy to share their poo bags around? That's not not an issue. Absolutely, yeah. And most dog owners do have like bags and bags of them. Anyone that owns a dog, you know,
0: (laughs) most people will tell you, we've got about three hundred of the things. They're everywhere. (laughs) Um, So just ask for help. Don't don't just walk away from it. At least try and do something about it. You know. And the other worrying thing is fifty four percent of parents don't actually understand the implications it has on the child's health. You know, children can go blind just by coming into contact with dog poo. So I think it's important to to educate people as well, um, the dangers of it. And also when the dog poos, the biggest thing is, a lot of people have the understanding that, oh, well, it's in the grass, it's fine. Um, It disintegrates into the ground. It does, however, the bacteria and the disease is there long after the dog poo is gone.
1: Yeah, a lot of people say you don't realise that. So uh, we know, you know, many of us think of dog food as not being exactly a pleasant thing. But, you know, as we said, can make us ill, make other animals ill as well, and the environmental impact. So, you know, exactly. a, lot, a lot to this. Okay, uh, so hopefully, you know, you speaking up about this is going to help change people's perceptions, and it's it's not rocket science, really, is it? Yeah, you know? not really. <laughs> but rather than pointing the finger, I think yes. it,
0: it's not about who's to blame and whose fault it is, because then you just go around in a vicious circle. It it doesn't stop. It just it's it's not an active way to to resolve an issue that has been around for years and years and years um, which is why i jumped on this campaign with admiral Um, and also if you want more information there's um information on the website which is fantastic just on admiral.com
1: forward slash scoop the poop i love that website that's very memorable so leon you know your dog behaviorist uh, i mean tell me tell me about your own dog then
0: um so my dog died 5 years ago and I haven't been able to bring myself to get another dog. It oh. absolutely broke my heart. Um he was my first dog, my first love. Um and because I work with dogs every day, you know, I've, I've over the past 14 years I've rehabilitated over 16 and a half thousand dogs. So I get to see enough dogs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like that bond though. I mean, I I have a cat myself. Um Yeah. Yeah, you are. I don't think my cat likes dogs, actually. He goes on no. to start hissing at dogs, trying to scare them. But... Cats will always win. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, there's that unmistakable bond, isn't there, between an animal, dog or cat, and and, and Absolutely.
0: Of... It's, the, it's the unconditional love that they give yeah. you, I think. You know, they never judge you. They don't get up angry. Every day is a new day. They'll yeah. always wag the tail when they see you.
1: Yeah absolutely and they helped us through lockdown as well you know
0: absolutely yeah and i just want to point out also because a lot of dog owners blame it on not being able to have trained the dog during lockdown i just want to point out your dog going to the toilet and picking up the poo has got nothing to do with dog training at all no. it's not something you train to do
1: <laughs> no. exactly it's kind of training human to sort it out yes much. yes absolutely leon thank you so much uh for telling us about that and hopefully you know we're helping to change those perceptions through this campaign
0: My absolute pleasure. Take care.